This week on Jingle Jank, we explore the cultural phenomenon of yacht rock in the context of Christmas music. Formerly known as adult-oriented rock, yacht rock music is that smooth, mellow gold from the 70s that you probably heard on AM radio growing up. You may not love the music, but you'll definitely recognize the artists. So put on your ascot and boat shoes because we're sailing off with Yacht Rock Christmas songs. Welcome to Jingle Jank, the show where we find and explore obscure and offbeat Christmas music on YouTube. I am normally your main host, Scott, but today I'm handing over the hosting duties to my fantastic co-host, Jay, who seems to absolutely love Yacht Rock. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing fantastic, Scott. Fair winds and following seas today. I've been really looking forward to this episode. Yeah, I'm. you're dragging me along on this episode today. It's not that I hate it, but I definitely don't love it. This was your suggestion, your playlists, and I'm very excited to let you take the reins today and take us on a journey of Yacht Rock. So how did you come up with this idea? Well, this is a, uh, Yacht Rock is a, a, a genre of music that I've, I've really come to enjoy in the last couple of years. As, as we've said before, I live in Southern California. I live about a block from the ocean. Uh, worked really hard to get here. Love the beach. And this music just kind of fits. It's, it's very lifestyle, uh, very lifestyle-esque. As you said, it's uh, adult contemporary rock. And it's very much what you would think of as singer-songwriter rock from the you know late 70s, early 80s. And uh, for me, uh, this is recently, I think, probably uh, one of the nostalgia threads that we all get in middle age. For, for our generation, this music it was the soundtrack that we listened to in the car, you know, with our moms and dads driving around, going back and forth to the, the department store or whatever. So really appeals to me for that reason. Uh, and when we were looking to do, you know, to kind of comb and plumb the fringes of, of Christmas music and holiday music. I thought, you know, what a great intersection. And it turns out there is a ton of, uh, of Yacht Rock uh, and we've got a great, or Yacht Rock holiday music. We've got a great lineup of artists and songs today. Maybe, maybe not your, your pick, but I think you're going to learn to like Yacht Rock. When you sent me a Spotify playlist that we started with of just trying to identify the artists, I think there was something like 243 tracks on it or something and that was specifically yacht rock christmas music not just yacht rock yeah i fancy myself somewhat of a pop culture anthropologist and i have to say that this there's a one of the things that's kind of fascinating about yacht rock is that there's also a culture very much around it and it's it's very much a a um, a pop culture generated genre. So this is you know, somewhat sort of superficial in that regard in that people have designated, I think, singer songwriter music, heavily produced music from that period of time and have called it yacht rock. And there's, there's, I would say quasi objective criteria that, that determine what is a yacht rock song. Um, but the debate about what those things are and whether a song is or is not yacht rock, uh, is, is, like one part of being a fan of the genre. Um, so you can definitely go to Facebook and other pl types of social media platforms and you will find people talking about this at any time. Can you tell us at what point did crappy adult rock become Yacht Rock? When was it rebranded? So, you know, I think this is a, an interesting, it's a good question. This is what I'll, how I'll answer it. And it's a great question. 
when I initially went down this rabbit hole a few years ago, when we moved to the beach and we were looking for, you know, making playlists, sitting out in the patio and, and watching the sunset, uh, I, I initially found, fell in love with this genre and I went down this rabbit hole to figure out what it is. So I go by the, the Wikipedia definition, um, you know, which essentially defines it as a certain type of music, but it credits a, a group of guys who had uh, a show, uh, not unlike our own. And I won't, you can read this on the Wikipedia. I won't repeat it all, but this was sometime around like um, we'll say like the mid two thousands. Uh, and again, it was a group of guys uh, who came up with a show uh, and it was a podcast again, not unlike this. And they had a, a list of, of, uh, of criteria that they use to define it. And I could tell you a little bit about that too. This show is the spiritual successor to a long running series of, I guess you'd call them blog posts from probably about 2005 to 2010 or maybe, maybe 2010 to two, 2015. I'll have to look that up. Link will be in the show notes, but it was called Mary Mellow Miss. And it was two guys, but it was in text format, not audio. And they would just kind of riff and rip on uh, smooth Christmas music. And then they branched out from there. It ran for a very long time. I really enjoyed it. And that's how I came up with the idea for this show in the first place. So I think we have to treat Yacht Rock as an ancestor to this show. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair comparison. And it was, you know, to really pin it down, it was about, like I said, mid 2000, 2005, when this, when this web uh, video, I think it was a video or podcast series uh, came out. Uh, and that to, to help our listeners understand the, the sort of guardrails for Yacht Rock are, and, and we're going to talk with some of the artists that we have coming up for you today. If I could, if could, peel back the curtain and reveal you're going to hear from Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, Dan Fogelberg, uh, just to name a few and, and several other uh, bonus uh, tracks as well. But Yacht Rock is generally defined as songs that have these, cri these criteria characteristics, really high production value, uh, use of elite LA-based studio music musicians and producers. So think of your Steely Dans, your Doobie Brothers. There's a group of, of people that, that played in and around a lot of these bands during that period of time that re recorded exclusively in studio. Uh, and they're cross-pollinated through all of this music. A lot of jazz, R&B, Lyrics about heartbroken, foolish men, particularly involving the word fool. What a Fool Believes by Michael McDonald. We'll, we'll hear more from that later and from Michael later. The flagship Yacht Rock song. Uh, so again, it's, it's great music and it's a really fantastic genre. And I think the touch on Christmas is a really good, uh, it's going to be a really good cut. You know, with all the research we did for the show, I don't remember coming across any female Yacht Rock artists. Yeah, that's a good, um, so I, I would put, you know, two that are probably mainstream folks would know. Carly Simon, I would say, has got some Yacht Rock songs. Now, there's a lot of, like, on the bubble, uh, is it folk, is it, you know, or is it Yacht Rock? Um, so again, you can kind of debate, but I would put, I would put Carly Simon in that, uh, Joni Mitchell, uh, Stevie Nicks is, uh, one people consider. I, I don't see Stevie Nicks at all through the, the Yacht Rocks lens. I very much have a classic rock kind of, um, uh, def more classic rock band, but people will put Stevie Nicks in that category as well. Great. Well, uh, real quick, we don't really have any housekeeping this week because I didn't say anything stupid on the last episode that got us into trouble. So that's a that's a positive. Bueno, no 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 listener feedback or retractions or apologies that need to be issued this week. No, but we do want to give us a thank you 
to Dwayne Bailey from Tinsel Tunes, who gave us a great shout out and a nice bump of listeners there. So thank you, Dwayne. If you're joining us because you listen to Tinsel Tunes, which is a great show and everybody should go listen to it. Uh, welcome. Uh, we hope you like it. And Dwayne, thank you. Another big thank you to Jack Ford from the Total Christmas Podcast, who let us play an ad for our show on his and a nice bump of listeners from there, too. So welcome to everybody new. We hope you have fun here. Take off your shoes. Thank you, Jack and Dwayne. All right. So, Jay, I am officially taking off the hosting hat, handing it over to you so that you could take us on our Yacht Rock journey. All right, Scott. Kenny Loggins, the captain of Yacht Rock, is going to start us off with White Christmas. All right. And just a reminder to everybody, we really can't play the full songs here because we don't want to get sued. So we're just going to be playing relevant clips from these songs. The links are in the show note. You can watch the full song on YouTube. And these are really easy to find this week. So here we go with White Christmas by Kenny Loggins. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops listen And children listen Loggins, the captain, White Christmas. Little known fact, Scott, Kenny Loggins is the virtual reality radio host of Los Santos Rock Radio and Grand Theft Auto 5. For our gamers out there, you might recognize his voice. Uh, but yeah, definitely one of my favorite Yacht Rock uh, artists. And if we're going to talk about Yacht Rock, you've got to include him. Uh, for many of us, uh, I, you know, I love this song and I chose Kenny Loggins for a couple of reasons. First of all, the he's a captain of yacht rock. You can't talk about the genre without including him, uh, his range. Kenny Loggins is all over the place. And for many of us, uh, Kenny Loggins, uh, no, many of us know Kenny Loggins primarily as the guy who gave us a soundtrack for our generation with movie hits like danger zone. I'm all right. Footloose, uh, meet me halfway from the fantastic Sil- uh, Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie over the top. So really, I mean, I I love the guy. He's a fantastic artist and just a tremendous range. Great song. Yeah. When we were putting together the notes for this episode, you had one of his much more popular Christmas tracks. And I pushed back and said, we need to stay on brand with offbeat and obscure. But I want to play a quick clip from it because everybody is going to recognize this song. Here we go. That's Celebrate Me Home from the 1977 album called Celebrate Me Home. But that's not what we're talking about today. I just wanted to put, I wanted to put Kenny Loggins into context. Yeah, I love it. Love that song. I have some notes here, primarily from you, that Kenny Loggins is Yacht Rock royalty along with Michael McDonald. 
probably the two biggest stars, would you say, of, of the genre? Yeah, I would say so. Definitely the two uh, most well-known. And they're also, I mean, really, uh, and I'll probably beat this to death, but they're just prolific musicians and artists and collaborators. And when you get into, when you go down the rabbit hole of the genre and you realize how all of these men and women recorded together in different bands, it's, you know, they're just all over the place. These guys, McDonald and, um, and, and Loggins co-wrote a number of songs, have a number of awards to their credit. So just absolute royalty. Yeah, I have notes in here that Loggins was part of the group Loggins and Messina from 1971 to 1976. He won two Grammys for This Is It and What a Fool Believes. What a Fool Believes was co-written by Michael McDonald. This particular song, White Christmas, is from the 1998 studio album called December. So 1998, he's still at it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. You know, he he uh, popped up recently uh, in a, a charity event I saw earlier this year. So he's still putting together music, still quite popular. And uh, really, and he is, again, I talked about range. His work in the video game Grand Theft Auto, I know this is a Christmas show, but just to, to his comedic range, I'm sure he has writers, but he's hilarious. He's just really a funny guy and a great artist. Great. Anything else you want to say about White Christmas by Kenny Loggins? Yeah, no, this is this is a great song for, uh, you know, dinner party, throw this one in your rotation or, you know, something where you need to just kind of keep the mood nice and chill. Great, great addition to any rotation. Yeah, and I find it necessary to give my opinion of each one as we do this, because at the beginning of the show, I kind of ripped on the genre. I like this one. This is a good song. Yeah. That is not going to be the case for everything going forward. So why don't we move on to the next one? Yes, please. Let's set sail and let's pick up the gentleman we just spoke about with Michael McDonald coming up next doing Go Tell It on the Mountain. Uh, take it away. Here we go. So that was Go Tell It on the Mountain by Michael McDonald from the 1998 album Christmas is Coming by Rob Mathis, or Mathies. I'm not sure which it is. Again, Michael McDonald, Yacht Rock royalty, not unlike Loggins, can't talk about the genre without including him, a prolific musician. He's been a member of Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan. Uh, he's recorded with numerous artists throughout Yacht Rock, and he is really... Um, if you had to put a face on it, uh, Michael McDonald is the face of Yacht Rock, I would say. Incredibly distinct sound. I just love this guy's voice. Uh, and he really is one of the artists that led me down the rabbit hole to really fall in love with the genre. What a Fool Believes is the most iconic Yacht Rock song. And this song, Go Tell It on the Mountain, I love. This is a great party song. This is a great, you know, just to me, it really, uh, it, it really 
brings the holiday to life. Like this is the kind of thing you want to get moving. I was listening to this song earlier today, getting ready for the show. Uh, and my wife had to tell me to shut up from the other room. Cause I was stomping around and clapping. So I absolutely love this song. Really great sound. Let's put Michael McDonald into context for a quick second with a, a very popular non Christmas song of his. Let's, let's play what a fool believes. Before you start composing your angry tweets and emails, yes, I realize that's not Christmas music, but if you're not familiar with Michael McDonald, you've probably heard that song. So we, we're going to do this a few times today to play the short clip of what their really popular non-Christmas stuff is. Yeah, that's a, uh, the wise man has the power to reason the way, my friend, and that is a very good idea to have the companion clips there to set the stage for our listeners. So absolutely, really distinct song, and, you, you know, overproduced, I think, a high production value is a, a characteristic of this music, and that's part of what really makes the genre so great. This is not concert music. This is not live music. This is studio overproduced music. Great for Christmas. I have in your notes here that your Yacht Rock playlist must include Michael McDonald to have any credibility. Yes, that's a certified. Absolutely. I mean, unless it's exclusively deep cuts, but you're going to have to have Michael McDonald on here if you want to enter the room. Michael McDonald won five Grammy Awards, and he's a 2020 inductee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So you can't argue with his bona fides. Yeah, still making music, still doing great charity work. Absolutely fantastic artist. And if you if you you know haven't really heard the genre before, start with Michael McDonald. He's a good beginner, uh, entry level yacht rock uh, musician. Start there, and then see where it leads you. Anything else on Michael McDonald and go tell it on the mountain? No, you can't go wrong with this guy. Definitely, if you want to learn more about yacht rock, start here. All right, let's move on to our third song of the day. All right, actually. Let's move on to our third artist of the day because we're going to play an introductory clip of him before we play his Christmas song because this we're starting to get into deeper cuts here that people may not recognize the artist. Yeah, absolutely. Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins, folks, were our gateway artists to bring us into the yacht rock genre. We're going to take a step deeper down the rabbit hole now with Jim Croce, who many of you may have heard of before. Yeah, let's play a quick clip of Bad Bad Leroy Brown by Jim Croce. If you were alive in the 80s, that song was a car sing-along song. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so now that we've kind of warmed up who Jim Croce is, let's play It Doesn't Have to Be That Way by Jim Croce. Not a very Christmassy title to his song, but let's let's give it a listen. You ready? Yeah. And the windy winter avenues just don't seem the same. And the Christmas carols sound like blues. But the choir is not to blame But it doesn't have to be that way What we had should never have ended I'll be dropping by today We could easily get it together tonight It's only right Crowded stores, the corner Santa Claus, tinseled afternoons, and the sidewalk bands play their songs. 
Yeah. All right, I probably wouldn't play this one at an upbeat Christmas dinner party. How about you, Jay? No, I, I would have to agree with there. It's basically a sort of a, a folk booty call song. Uh, I mean, he's trying to to get back together. It sounds like with the with the uh, um, object of his affection, but not a pick me up, man. So tell us how you came up with this artist and this song. So Jim Croce is an iconic classic singer songwriter artist. He is a high quality, I think, member of the uh, of the yacht rock genre. We'll say, and not every song. And by the way, not every song an artist sings is designated as yacht rock. So there are, you know, Kenny Loggins songs, for example, that are not yacht rock songs. Um, and there are Jim Croce songs that are not yacht rock songs, but he's definitely part of the genre. And I think you have to include him. It's also trying to give our listeners a little bit more depth uh, to get beyond some of just the, the more mainstream folks. Not a pick me up. No. So I have in the notes here, his famous songs include Time in a Bottle and Bad, Bad Leroy Brown both mainstays of my father's playlists growing up. Yeah, it's hard to believe that this is the same guy who brought you Don't Mess Around with Jim. You know, he seems like he lost a little bit of swagger with the song. <laughs> you know, I first heard Bad Bad Leroy Brown on a compilation tape in the 80s that we got at a gas station for filling up with a minimum number of gallons at a shell station. Yes, yeah, exactly. And you sat back and drank eggnog out of a glass that you also got at that gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Still have that. Okay, this song is from the 1973 album Life and Times. He died at age 30 in a plane crash, which really surprised me because I thought he was much older. And if you look at pictures of him, that was a rough 30 years. Yeah, I would have to say ridden hard and put away wet. I mean, he definitely looks like like he's got a few miles on him. And uh, yeah, I was surprised as well to learn that. And I actually I had no idea that he before we, we did this episode that that's how he died. It's just a, a, a very bizarre and tragic, obviously, way to, to, to pass away. But cut, cut too soon. I mean, imagine what he would have done, right? Yeah, a very distinctive voice. You can't mistake him for anybody else. Like him or hate him, you know who it is. Yeah, and he's definitely yacht rock. I mean, this this genre of time frame. If you're thinking of like this 1975 to 1985 sort of decade, this is a guy who's a, a flag bearer in that in that in that time frame. I also have in my notes that this song sucks. Yeah, <clears throat> not a not one not a keeper for my rotation. But actually, I shouldn't say that because it, this this is in our rotation now, and that hook the. Uh, you know, we could easily get it together tonight is something that just sticks in my head. I've been singing this song all week. So um, it's it's a bummer, though, but my wife loves it. And to be fair, saying a song sucks is very subjective. Yeah. And I think especially when you're talking about Christmas music, because I'm not into songs that are downbeat and low key when it comes to Christmas songs in, in general. Yeah, I think Christmas is like it's like food here. You don't want to eat, you know, boring, bland food. You don't want to listen to sad, depressing music. This should be served a certain way. No, if you, I just imagine somebody putting this on and it, you know, everybody turns to look at that person. It's like the needle scratch, like who brought the whole party down here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, if you're going to be drinking alone this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be an upcoming episode on, on lonely and bummer Christmas songs, but that's not today. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to give him a mention. Anything else you want to say about Jim Croce and it doesn't have to be this way? Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be this way, but it was. And Merry Christmas, Jim. Rest in peace, Jim Croce. Let's put this song back in a drawer and shut that drawer. Sounds good. Okay, now we're getting into something really interesting here. Because when you brought this artist to me, I had no idea who it was. The song is objectively not that great. But once I started doing the research, that's when I backed into understanding who this was. So why don't you 
why don't you introduce it for us? Yeah, Scott, we're going to take our listeners even further down the rabbit hole. We're going to introduce Bill Withers, just a fantastic musician who brings us a lovely song known as The Gift of Giving. All right. And because this is Bill Withers, a lot of people may not have any idea who he is. Let's play two quick clips of his extremely famous songs. And I think this will really help your appreciation of this mediocre Christmas song. So the first one is Lean On Me. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend I'll help you carry on Alright, so that was Lean On Me. This is another extremely famous song of his, Just the Two of Us. To make those rainbows in my mind when I think of you sometime and I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us all right, now, now that we've properly warmed up who Bill Withers is, let's play The Gift of Giving. You will see smiles on the faces of children Warmth in the places you go You will feel love from the love that you've given All right, Jay, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this song. Actually, they're not mixed. I just have strong feelings about this song. So tell us about this artist, how you came up with this song, and then maybe explain to me how upbeat Christmas lyrics got mixed with with downbeat, depressing music. Go ahead. Yeah, Bill Bill Withers is a great artist. You played a couple of his uh, more well-known songs at the to bring us in, and also I would add "Lovely Day." If you haven't heard "Lovely Day," go out Google that and, li- and listen to it on YouTube. Bill Withers is one of the greatest gifts uh, to humanity. His music is fantastic. This song is not a representative example of of that uh, contribution. I would say it is extremely depressing. And I chose this song for two reasons. Number one, Bill Withers is a fantastic artist. So that's, and he is also got some great yacht rock music. He played a couple of great tracks. This song. Yeah. Full stop. No, no, no dispute there. Yeah. This song, the lyrics make sense, but the music sounds like, I, I honestly, every time I listen to this, I come to the conclusion that I'm not saying this flippantly or just trying to be funny. It's almost like if I were doing a, a show about a group of musicians who were drugged and then asked to perform, this would be what it would sound like. Like, I just think maybe in their heads, do they sound like they're singing faster than this? Because you know, saying friendship, like somebody's holding a gun to your head, is not really a, doesn't bring me the Christmas spirit. Yeah, that's a good point. It sounds like it sounds like a record being played on the wrong speed. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, thank you. So Bill Withers' famous songs include Lean on Me and Just the Two of Us that we just heard. He won two Grammy Awards and he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2005. He died in 2020, just a couple months ago. 
This particular song, The Gift of Giving, is from a 1972 single. And I also, I have in my notes here, this song also sucks. Yeah, definitely different. You know, I mean, if you want a conversation starter at a party or if you're trying to get people to leave, this is a song you probably want to throw on. But you bring up a really good point there about being a conversation starter. That's what this show is. We don't always play music that we love. Right. We play things that are interesting and obscure and offbeat and frankly, just weird. And this one is so on brand, I couldn't think of a better example. Yeah, and Bill Withers is such an amazing musician that there's artists out there that if they, no matter how far off the beaten path they go with their music, I feel obligated to listen because it's like you give this person, the they've earned our attention, I think, for that reason. So definitely worth the listen. All right, that was The Gift of Giving by Bill Withers. Why don't we move on to the next song? What do you got for us, Jay? Next up, we're going to go over to another uh, another deep cut from the Yacht Rock catalog. Somebody you may have heard of. You probably know some of this guy's songs, but may not know his name. Dan Fogelberg is going to bring us the first Christmas morning. All right. Now, I'm going to go straight into playing this one. We do have a, a relevant clip after, but I want to go right into this one. So, this is The First Christmas Morning by Dan Fogelberg. Away in the east shines a star in that leads us to where he is born and bearing good tidings and gifts we shall give to him on this first Christmas morning to him on this first Christmas Jay, I would totally rip on this song and say this was from before the time when it was cool for artists to make Christmas music. But this is from the 1999 album, The First Christmas Morning. So I was pretty surprised there. It, I guess it's timeless because it that, that unflushable turd could have come from the 70s, the 80s, and I guess it came from the 90s. Yeah, you know this. It kind of seems like he went to the time in the time in a bottle well on the uh, on the on the rhythm here or the, the the lyrics almost a little bit. Like it sounds like another song, but um, you know I, I like the piano. I like the music. There's some really good hallelujahs in this as you get towards the end. I mean, it's got a very good you know. Again, if you need something benign and you're throwing a, a fundraiser or something like that at an Elks Lodge, you know, this is maybe something good to add to your rotation. Uh, but Fogelberg, uh, as I think you alluded to, is known for another Christmas song that's a little much more mainstream for, for our show, uh, Same Old, Same Auld Lang Syne. Yeah, let's play a quick clip of that because everybody knows this song. Met my own lover in the grocery store The snow was falling Christmas Eve Now, you cannot escape that song on the mainstream airwaves during the Christmas season. And we're not going to get into this one today, but don't worry. That one is going to be featured on the top five most reviled Christmas songs of all time episode that we will do at some point. Yeah, I, I like this track again, Scott, because it was a much deeper cut for this guy. And it uh, goes beyond that, which most people have heard. 
Uh, it's not for everybody, but I will say, I mean, I think really well produced. There's great piano and great vocals in this music. So it's a good storytelling song. Uh, could be your thing. Maybe not good for a very nice, I don't want to offend anybody kind of Christmas. Yeah, you could play this with your grandmother. You don't have anything to worry about. Exactly. Yeah, there's no per- there's no explicit war- explicit lyrics warning on this album. Yeah, no no reference to drinks being drugged or you know you can't go home, you have to stay here. <laughs> I wonder what it would sound like if Dan Fogelberg sang "Baby It's Cold Outside." It just it wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. Because he, you know, he he's, yeah. Never, <laughs> I was gonna, I had to stop myself from saying something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a family show. <laughs> We've covered most of the notes I have about Dan Fogelberg. I thought he was more famous than he is. And that's not quite fair, but what I mean is I thought he was in the Eagles or some mega group from the 70s, but that's not the case. He does have 16 studio albums, so he is a very prolific artist, but not a member of of some famous band who just went solo and went rogue that's what i thought this was and i was mistaken yeah no definitely not and like a a lot of yacht rockers he's you know part of a group of musicians and sort of folks that are kind of on that maybe that fringe but played and collaborated a lot in the studio and as we mentioned we will bring up same old lang syne again at some point in the future don't wait for that it's it's not today we got a lot of great feedback on the last show which was our ska punk christmas episode and one of the great comments was a lot less talking, a lot more music. So duly noted. So today, in addition to the five songs we just played, we have two bonus tracks because it's just fun to keep this train going. So why don't you introduce our first bonus track that you chose? Thanks, Scott. The next artist we've got coming up is Michael Bolton. And one of the reasons I absolutely fell in love with Yacht Rock, as I said before, is this is not music I have loved my whole life, but I've really come to love. And Michael Bolton is an artist that I will admit that when Michael Bolton first rose to popularity, I wasn't his biggest fan. In fact, you know, I think he was the butt of a lot of jokes at the time and a guy that people like to pick on. Yet we do have a clip from the movie Office Space uh, where one of the main characters is named Michael Bolton. Here's a clip. No one in this country can ever pronounce my name right. It's, it's not that hard. Yeah, well, at least your name isn't Michael Bolton. You know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no-talent clown became famous and started winning Grammys. Hmm. Well, why don't you just... Uh, Go by Mike instead of Michael. No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. (laughs) So, yeah, and I'm with you on this one. Michael Bolton was an easy target for us when we were teenagers. Yeah, he is really an amazingly talented artist. Why don't we play the song, Scott? Santa Claus is Coming to Town. All right, here we go. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Michael Bolton.
All right, that was Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Michael Bolton from the 1996 album This Is the Time. Jay, why did you pick Michael Bolton? Michael Bolton is synonymous with adult contemporary yacht rock, this, this, this genre, I think a later, you know, kind of a later, um, uh, on the, on the air that yacht rock is typically defined by, but I absolutely, I love this song and he is just such an amazingly, I, I, I feel like 20 years ago, I probably would have kicked my own butt for saying this, but he's just an amazingly talented, really incredible artist. And I think one of the things he did that really appealed to me is this guy reinvents himself all the time. If you are interested, go take a look at some of Andy Samberg and, and the Lonely Island Cruise work with Michael Bolton. They did a, a great song with him years ago that was on Silent Live. He's just, you know, he'll make you laugh. Fantastic artist, Scott. And he just, I, I think the guy's a great, great talent. You bring up a good point that we talked about in the pre-show. This music might be an acquired taste. And a lot of it could be based on your age. Because these were popular, or maybe declining in popularity in the 80s and early 90s when we were growing up. And I think we were very cynical as teenagers. And this was an easy target to hate. This was the stuff your parents liked. You wanted to be rebellious. And maybe part of that is still left over in my, in my feelings about people like Michael McDonald. He's not my favorite. But I think you hit maybe your 30s, and all of a sudden, your tastes start to change, and you acquire a taste for something different. And it could also be the nostalgia thing. I think nostalgia, I think taste, but I also think respect. I mean, I think, you know, you, you reach for me, I think I've reached my, you know, my mid-40s, and it's just just cresting my mid forties. And I'm, I'm getting to the point of realizing that if you've made it this far in life and you're successful and you've stayed relevant and you're, you're, you know, in Michael Bolton's case, making good music, you know, I mean, you deserve a lot of credit. It's not, I think people that, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm far from a wise old man, but I'm no spring chicken either. And I think if, I think you learn to appreciate things a little bit differently and, and I, I just appreciate his music now more than I had. And that's part of the acquired taste. I think, you know, one of the interesting things about the analytics for our show is that we have a lot of people in the 26 to 35 age range. So they'd be just a little too young to appreciate some of this, but you got to remember that in the eighties, it was synthesizers and heavily overproduced music. And as a, a pop culture historian, you probably have seen the same thing I have, where people talk about music in the 80s died in 1992 when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out from Nirvana. That sound was, was a complete 180-degree shift from how everything had been. So that could be another reason that your guard is up when it comes to some of this music, especially when you're younger. Yeah. And Scott, I think you hit the nail on the head too. If you think about our generation, I mean, and if you think about the Nirvana is a great example, we left this kind of music for so long when the early nineties ushered in grunge and some, and that sound and that very, you know, non um, other than, you know, electric amp powered, that was it. There were no synths or any of that kind of sound that overproduction was gone. So I think we, you know, my, our musical journeys went very far away from this type of music and ha have only maybe recently come back to it. Yeah, I think when you turn 30 or 31 years old, you're issued a James Taylor album, and you're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty good. Yeah, here's an IZOD shirt. <laughs> so as we mentioned, this is from the 1996 album, This Is The Time. Michael Bolton won two Grammys and six American Music Awards. So very famous and very prolific. He has 17 studio albums. Here's something really interesting about Michael Bolton that I did not know. In 1992, he lost a $5 million lawsuit for plagiarizing the Isley Brothers. That's fascinating. Do, do you know what song? You had to ask me the thing that I didn't write down. 
what's <laughs> supposed to that's like co-host rule number one way to ask a question i don't have the answer to jay you and i are looking at the same notes page no i don't know the name <laughs> of the song um it was a song from the 50s i don't remember what it was i just thought it was interesting that somebody this famous lost a five million dollar lawsuit but i feel like michael bolton could probably pay that out of his pants pocket yeah something tells me he's not sweating that's may- maybe a little ding on the ego or the pride but something tells me that then put a d- debt in his bank account so a nice song there very upbeat that one we use this yardstick of could you play this at a dinner party i don't know why we keep going back to that well but i don't see us stopping anytime soon this is an upbeat song it's a it's a bit of a christmas banger so i enjoyed it yeah you put this on maybe 15 minutes after the last person has put their fork down and you want to start to get people up from the table so you can clear off the plates and bring out the dessert Yep, I could play this one while I'm decorating the tree or cooking Christmas dinner. I'd be happy, upbeat, smiling. So great pick, Jay. Thank you. Bueno. All right, let's do our last bonus track of the day. Why don't you introduce it? Yeah, we're going to bring in Hall & Oates, uh, staple yacht rockers, pretty well known. Most people know Hall & Oates very well. They've got a, a staple full of hits. I've, I've sold millions of albums. Uh, this is a song called Christmas Must Be Tonight. All right. We do have another famous track that everybody will recognize by Hall & Oates, but let's first go straight into Christmas Must Be Tonight by Hall & Oates. We'll start turning Fire start burning Shine a light on the wise men Journeying from the east I could a little magic boy Be bringing down so much Son of a carpenter, better carry the light. It must be Christmas, must be the night. And for see the shepherds on a hillside. All right, Jay. Now, one of the criterion that we use for picking songs for this show is it shouldn't be something that you hear on the Music Choice cable station, the the Christmas one. You shouldn't hear it on mainstream Christmas radio airwaves. I'm not sure we hit the mark on this one because it sounded very familiar. If it is played on mainstream, it's going to be more of your eclectic offbeat ones like Sirius XM in March. So I feel like I've heard this before. I think the reason why you feel like you've heard this before is it's the boring B-side background music to like every gas station commercial that runs at Christmas time with like a family going down the road or something like that and needing to stop and fuel up or whatever. It just felt to me, I love Hall and Oates, but this song just felt to me like, like generic. Hall and Oates, I wasn't too cynical on when I was young. I remember, remember those stupid things in school where you had to sell magazines? Yes. And if you sold enough, you got to pick stuff. I, I remember picking a Hall and Oates cassette tape and i don't i don't think i actually listened to it but i think i felt cool yeah for picking for picking it and and spoiler alert i wasn't cool so uh so that was a misnomer but i I do remember buying this album around the same time i bought sports by huey lewis in the news oh great album yeah i mean my first concert huey lewis in the news in fourth grade yeah so hollow notes does have an extremely famous Christmas song. So famous, and you hear it all the time, that we did not choose it as a song. But let me play a clip just for relevancy and context to our listeners.
that particular version of Jingle Bell Rock, extremely recognizable. You'll hear it all the time at Christmas. So that's the same artists, but we've chose Christmas Must Be Tonight as our bonus track for this. Uh, I have a few notes here on Hollow Notes. They have sold 40 million records. Wow. They have 18 studio albums. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2014. This particular song is from the 2006 album Home for Christmas. So 2006, I would say they're still relevant. Yeah, this is definitely, and this is, I, I don't know how fringe this is to your earlier point or how much it is. It just sounds like every Christmas song, but they are still very much relevant, making great music. And, you know, part of that soundtrack of my childhood, I love, love Hall and Oates. You know, this is probably on a B side for me if I'm making a, if I'm making a playlist. If I need to go deep, if I need like six hours, I've got this in there. But it's probably not in the first. This would not make my playlist. Yeah, not the first five and a half hours anyway. No, a little bit of a tough slog of a song, but Hall and Oates, they're like the. Uh, the direct-to-video equivalent in music. Yeah, I would say so. That you know, They sold 40 million albums, but a lot of these guys, you mentioned it before with a Fogelberg. In sports, there's a term, I don't know if you've heard this before, compilers. No. You know, guys who look like they have Hall of Fame stats, but they somehow managed to play 25 years. So, like, they technically should make the Hall of Fame because they have these stats. But, like, if you play for, if, you, if you're able to play for some superhuman, you know, anomalistic number of years, does it really count? I kind of put hollow notes in that category. I don't know if the analogy works or holds up, but I think it does. You know, when I think of hollow notes, all I can picture is the really long hair and the mustaches. Yeah. And like open button shirts. I'm sure they don't still look like that, but that's what I picture. Yeah. Check it out. They might. <laughs> well, okay. I can't, I can't <laughs> say, I can't say that I'm sure. Yeah. You say that. And then you think of that, that rat video that's playing right now on TV. Those guys don't look like they've changed a yeah. bit. <laughs> We've got a rap problem. <laughs> yeah. So that would be Hall and Oates. Why did you pick this song? I chose this song because I love Hall and Oates and I, you know, give them a hard time because of this song, but I think they're definitely, they, they show this, the range of yacht rock artists. I mean, we started with Kenny Loggins. We're ending with Hall and Oates. We had Jim Croce and Bill Weathers and Michael McDonald in the middle there as well as, you know, some other great musicians. So I think it shows the range. This isn't my favorite song, but I think, you know, in keeping in spirit with our, our search and plumbing the depths, this may be one you want to put in your rotation. Maybe not. Yeah. This is, this is part of our theme of, Take somebody who has an extremely popular song that everybody knows, and let's show you something that you don't know by yeah, them. And exactly. I think you, hit, you, hit that, you hit the mark on that one. Yeah, we're using every inch of the course here. So that was our seven tracks of the day. It's time for us to pick our standouts. Jay, what is your standout Yacht Rock Christmas song for today? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Go Tell It on the Mountain by Michael McDonald. He is, as I said, my, probably one of my favorite Yacht Rockers. So I'm going to go with Go Tell It on the Mountain. All right, and I'm going to go with Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Michael Bolton. I'm just more of an upbeat Christmas music kind of guy. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Again, love the song, outstanding, outstanding groove. So Jay's standout of the day was Go Tell It on the Mountain by Michael McDonald. Scott's standout was Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Michael Bolton. Jay, thank you for picking such an interesting show theme this week. I'll be honest that I wouldn't have chosen it, but I think... I think it was enjoyable to me. I hope it was enjoyable to our listeners. I know when I teased the show in the Christmas Past Facebook group, I got a lot of interest in it. So I'm, I'm very excited to get this one up today 
see what our list see what our listeners have to say about it. I'm so glad we had a chance to go here. Thanks, thank you for letting me expose you to the wonder that is Yacht Rock, and I hope that you enjoyed it. And I'll say once again, uh, fair winds and following seas, my friend. So thank you for joining us today on the Yacht Rock Christmas episode. You can find us online at jinglejank.com. You can find links to our socials. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, go check out Tinsel Tunes by Dwayne Bailey and Total Christmas Podcast by Jack Ford, two absolutely outstanding Christmas podcasts that we love. So, Jay, fair winds. Yeah, you too, man. Fantastic show again. Thanks again, Jack and Dwayne, for the feedback. And cheers, everyone. All music used in this episode is property of its respective copyright owner, and no infringement is intended. These clips were played under the expectation of fair use for purposes of education or commentary. You can find links to all the songs we played in the show notes.